don't cry You can rely on me, honey What's up, everyone? Welcome to uh, another episode of the AXPX podcast. I believe now we're on uh, episode 20, 28. Because <laughs> last last week I said 27. Or no, 26. But we're actually on 27. So my apologies to all of you who are keeping track. Uh, as with me always is Joey. Hey, man. How you doing? Good. Joey's in uh, San Diego right now. And it's in the evening. And I have my... Uh, I don't know if you can hear it, but tasty drink. In my hands, shaking. <laughs> a little bit of a uh, gin and fresca. <laughs> Fancy, yeah. So uh, this uh, the show today is kind of spur of the moment because uh, I've uh, you know all week was the whole you know Prop Eight and Doma rulings from the Supreme Court or uh, or SOPA. Is that SOPA Supreme Court? I, don't, I can't do that even know. <laughs> you Scott, um, I think it's called SCOTUS. SCOTUS. I'm yeah. stupid. I'm stupid, everybody. <laughs> SCOTUS. SOPA? What's that? No, SOPA's that whole, like... Uh... I think that's that Mexican soup kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We're off to a great start. Well, um, all that was going on this week, so, of course, that's fresh in everyone's minds. Everyone's talking about that stuff. And uh, you, dude, last night at, like, 12 a.m., you texted me, Have you seen Seventh Day Slumber's Facebook post? Yeah. And, of course, and of course, me, the masochist that I am, <laughs> <laughs> I had to look at it. Um, so, um, and of course, I had to post something on there, uh, on there, and you know, let me just see if I could find their post here. Uh, here we go. Hold on one second. So, so if, if you don't know, Seventh Day Slumber is a Christian band. I actually had some runnings in with them. I used to work for C two eight and NOTW, and you know, nice guys, but you know you know, fundamentalist Christian band, you know what I mean? And these guys are very much all about the, uh, you know, um, evangelism, you know, like huge into it. So, um, let's see here. Let's see. Okay. So they wrote this post last, uh, last night or yesterday, like 8 PM. And it says gay marriage, a marriage blessed by God can only be between a man and a woman However, a marriage blessed by man has no rules. My question is, why do we claim to be one nation under God and completely disregard his word? So that was the post. And it got 4.6 thousand likes, which depresses me, and 1,000 comments. Hey, oh. Uh, are you there? You kind of cut out. I'm here. Uh, <laughs> the, dang, the darn inter- uh, uh, hotel internet. Joey's, yeah. in ho- Joey's in a hotel in San Diego. You did. You should have just driven over to my place. It's only two hours. Shoot, I should have, man. But uh, San Diego is a little bit nicer than Temecula. I'm sorry. I know it is. <laughs> it is. So I of course posted because I, you know, um, I'm interested in you know U.S. history and and the thing is. Uh, the whole one nation under God thing didn't come into play in the Pledge of Allegiance until 1954. So, you know, um, of course I had to mention that. <laughs> yeah. So, and then today they wrote, don't let internet bullies force you into abandoning your Christian beliefs. Loving others does not mean you have to agree with them. So, and of course, uh, I tried to get them on the podcast, but they tweeted back at me and saying they, they don't, feel like they have anything to apologize for or or defend themselves for 
So, which is which is true. I mean, they don't yeah. have to. <laughs> they don't have to, but you know, it, it's like you kind of put a post up like that, and if you're kind of a you know a band or some someone in the public guy, and you have all these people that just follow everything you say, you know, it's like you kind of have a responsibility, I think, you know. But I mean, that's what they believe and and whatever. But uh, you know, all this talk just uh, it just drives me. It just makes my brain explode because I don't understand why all these Christians focus on you know, on gay marriage, like, like one, one, uh, one Senator or somebody said that the, uh, basically were, you know, the U S just, uh, and now we're going to start a decline of civilization. <laughs> right. Like that. So anyway, so I, I put something out to try to, uh, you know, see if any, any listeners or anybody wanted to come on and, and have a discussion about, about gay marriage and what, what they thought. So I have somebody here. I'm going to see if they're available. So hold on. Hello. Hello. Hi. Who? Uh, hi. Uh, welcome to the AXPX podcast. Who is this? Uh, this is Brian in Alabama. Brian in Alabama. What's up, man? Uh, not a whole lot. I'm reading the Huffington Post online and commenting on some uh, news related to uh, Twitter. <laughs> okay. So, uh, what? I mean, the whole the whole uh, thing was also wanted to try to bring some people on and see, you know, in the in the, in the news right now, everyone's talking about, you know, the whole uh, Prop Eight and DOMA and and gay marriage, and I'm just trying to, you know, trying to see what people think, you know, out there on on these on these subjects. So, what, I mean, what are your kind of a you know initial thoughts on on the ruling this week? Uh, well, I I feel like it is a step in the right direction. And uh, I'm kind of bracing for impact as to, to me, it's like a, it's a coin toss as to how the United States will go. Are we going to go on a state by state basis mm-hmm. or is there going to be a, a sweeping federal judgment on marriage equality? Yeah. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see. Um, also uh, on the line, uh, my, I didn't let you know, uh, Brian, my co-host Joey Avalos is on the line. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Brian. Ah, uh, nice to be here, Joey. So, um, you know, I'm not really sure what, like, state by state, you know, who is, uh, what states have gay marriage legalized. I'm assuming Alabama for sure does not have, it, it is not legal there. Is, right, that's, that's correct. <laughs> we, we have some pretty progressive, uh, domestic partnership laws. We, okay. we really do. It's, it's actually surprising. Okay. Um, uh, is, is this kind of in the, uh, the public debate, you know, as far as people you talk to, like, friends and, and family stuff like that are, are they is everyone is, is everyone talking about it a lot or what kind of conversations have you had this week oh yeah uh, a, a lot of people are aware of it and uh most of my friends and in my circle tend to be uh, a little bit more liberal so of course they're they're kind of relieved and, and celebrating actually yeah but but the 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 general the general uh Comments have been basically just an intent and in uh, anticipation of you know like what's going to happen next. Right. right, right, right. Well, cool. Um, did you have anything else? Uh, any other uh, opinions, or did you have any like kind of debates this week with anyone who have an opposite opinion, or? Uh, not not really. But the common the common thing that a lot of people are pointing out is that uh, people who are opposed to uh, DOMA or opposed to the repeal of DOMA, mm-hmm. uh, usually there, there's no negative impact to them. It, it does not remove any rights uh, from anybody. Right. Uh, right. 
and and so that that's just a, a lot of the the fear and and you know the negative publicity that that's getting out there but but for the most part getting on the message boards even the the, the fox news forums and things um there there's not been a lot of blowback and i'm actually surprised by that hmm. cool well that's that's cool i'm uh you know i'm glad to see that uh that there's some positive stuff. I've, I've seen a whole lot of, you know, I've seen it kind of both, but I've seen a lot of negative stuff, and that always kind of, kind of brings me down a little bit, <laughs> you know, when I see all the, you know, kind of negativity towards, towards giving someone rights, you know. So, cool. Oh, yeah, and then I have, I have one more uh, comment. I have sure. a prediction. Sure. If if it does end up being state by state, then the most likely turnout is going to be uh, all the uh, the blue states. Are going to legalize it, and then all the the red states will probably uh, continue to keep their constitutional ban on same sex marriage. Yeah, that's probably so a pretty. That, that's a pretty. I know. I know it's a pretty obvious uh, prediction, but but that that's uh, my uh, synopsis. Yeah. Cool. And then, of course, there's always going to be some wild cards. You know, you never know. Yeah, I, mean, I was surprised when Iowa, you know, passed. You know. Uh, legalized gay marriage. That was very surprising for me because I'm actually from originally from Iowa. So, oh yeah, that that was surprising to me too, especially since they had beat you know New Jersey. New Jersey still hasn't legalized same sex marriage. They have a uh, domestic partnership law. Yeah. All right, Brian. Well, uh, thank you for for coming on the show. I really appreciate uh, your, your comments, and I'm sure we'll be uh, we'll have you. I'm sure I'm gonna try to do this uh, kind of podcast more often. That kind of having people call in so we'll see how it goes in the future i really appreciate your time here all right thank you so much all right cool you better go all right all right joey there yeah i am all right cool well that's our first ever caller brian from alabama cheers cheers (laughs) i have no other callers (laughs) that's all right man so did you have any interesting conversations this week joey or did you just kind of you know kind of skate on by and well i'm on vacation so i've kind of it's kind of been absent-minded um my priority list this week but it's just been i've been enjoying it seeing some of my close friends that are um you know in the community starting and a couple of friends that um have had you know civil unions and now are excited to get married you know to renew instead of renewing their vows like coming up their anniversary they're actually going to make it legal you know so um, so I'm always excited for people to share the same rights that my wife and I have, you know, and and it's always nice, you know, to celebrate their their win, you know, and that makes me feel good because I like my friends to be happy, you know. So. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know the the church that I went to, the Brea Congregational United Church of Christ, is they're going to start doing um, weddings there for free, and they're going to offer kind of. Um, a couple of dates, um, you know, do a couple of dates. Uh, the first one I have is July 27th, and then September 21st is the second date I have. So it sounds like it's going to be a, an all-day thing. Uh, if you want to get, if, you know, if you want to, if you're a gay couple and you want to get married, you can go there, and uh, they'll do it for free. They'll have just kind of a party in the, in the uh, fellowship hall. You know, where you can just go and it'll hang out and there'll be stuff. So it'll be, uh, be pretty cool. Um, I got the word that they may be doing something even sooner. So if you just keep an eye on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash the AXPX, um, I'll have 
anything they post, information about that, I'll, I'll kind of repost there. So that's pretty cool that they're really doing that. Cool. I'm sure there's a lot more kind of progressive churches that'll be doing the same thing. Well, do you know, Sean, if they, um, if since this ruling, is it automatically like are people getting married right now, or is there some kind of lag time? You know, I'm I'm not sure, and that's what they're checking. Right. Um, it sounds like, it sounds like from what I've been reading, it's um, pretty much immediate. It sounds like right. just the ruling just kind of you know cut out Prop Eight. It's done, and uh, um, you know, so that's that's cool, man. I mean, uh, I want to have. Uh, there's a couple from that church um, who got married the, when the, when it was first legal for like the brief period of time. Uh, they got married like really quick. So I'm wondering right. if they're going to be renewing their vows or doing like doing an actual wedding. Um, so it's just it's just really cool time, man. I'm really excited for just a lot of people are finally able to share in the benefits that you know us as heterosexual married guys you know get to mm-hmm. share with you know with our wives and our you know for taxes and like visitation rights you know um it's just exciting man i'm really happy for everybody and the thing that just bones me out is you know i'm excited for people and then there's the other people who just want to just shit on everyone's you know happiness um but i feel like there's a lot more um i don't know i feel like the more and more this type of stuff happens you know the uh, people who the dissenters will be will kind of dwindle. I think, and I I find that almost less this time around. There's a few people who've been posting, but it feels like most people are have been kind of just not saying anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Most kind of more evangelical leading Christians are just kind of just kind of mums the word. You know? Yeah, for sure, man. It's it's interesting time to live in, man. You know, definitely history in the making and. um you know, it's really tough, man, when you see, you, mostly you see these more religious, strong fundamentalist evangelicals that will make these kind of comments, which they all have the right to, like you mentioned, the band beforehand and stuff. And I just, more than encouragement anyways, is to see that um, it's almost, in a way, have you ever noticed, like, since Westboro Baptist came out and they got these really outlandish signs and pickets and doing all their thing, you know, God hates fags and all this stuff. Those people and say they're wrong, you know, kind of the same way look, almost get fed into that loony bin kind of world, you know. Yeah. It's like a positive thing to people, even when people hear like Mike Huckabee say something like this or like you're saying some other senator saying some stuff. It's almost like, you serious? (laughs) In this day and age, you're saying that stuff? And I know I, you know, I try to understand everyone's point of view. That's the thing is trying to be gracious, not be like I'm right, you're wrong. It doesn't get us anywhere, you know. Just try to really understand where, where everyone's coming from, and to understand, you know, like I think it doesn't help the conversation to call people bigots. You know, it's really to understand why they believe the things they do. That's why you have this podcast. You know, that's why we have guests on the show to really not judge them, but to really. Okay, well, let's ask this. See, this is what you believe. This is where you stand on this. Why do you believe the things you do? Mm-hmm. You know, if we don't get there, you know, if, like if they don't have good reason to believe in this stuff, then you need to change the beliefs. It doesn't matter if it's religious, political, or whatever it is. You know, we should all question the reasons why we believe stuff. And I guarantee most people believe things because that's just how they're brought up yeah. in a certain kind of culture. And we don't really sit back and say, is that really what I believe? Or is that my just conditioned to believe this? You know? 
Yeah. And I think that's... Well, that's why I get so frustrated. I mean, I get so frustrated. And this is one of those things that, um, you know, it's hard for me to be like, all right, let me hear your opinion on why you're bigoted. <laughs> that's how I come across. I start like, like right. my sarcasm meter just rises and I just get frustrated. And I understand everyone, you know, has has a right to their opinion. I mean, that's what makes this country great, you know. But I, I, when those opinions are, you know, keeping people from their own freedom, you know, that's, you know, and it's not, and that's when I kind of get, I guess, defensive for those people, you know what I mean? And, and, and the whole argument, there's the whole argument of, uh, well, if you just allow gays to get married, then all of a sudden people are going to want to marry their dogs and marry their children, you know what I mean? And, and stuff like right. that. And it's, and what people would, I don't understand how that argument even gets thrown, thrown in there because two consenting adults, you know, wanting to right. live the rest of their lives together is one thing. But, you know, um, children and dogs are in a whole other story. So you can't even go there with right. that argument. And, uh, and then there's the argument about, you know, procreation and, and is it natural and things like that. And uh, it's like, well, what about the 80-year-old couple that wants to get married? They're not having kids, you know. Yeah, if marriage is only about procreating, yeah, don't tell the eighty-year-olds to not get married if they want to be yeah. together. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was talking to a, a coworker today. Um, me and uh, a coworker, well, he was he was a new a new guy, and we've actually hit it off pretty good. He's a pretty cool guy, so we go to lunch quite a bit and talk about this kind of stuff. And he was saying, you know, um, you know, he's like, I'm a heterosexual guy, you know, um, I find gay sex icky, you know. It, right. It is disgusting to me. He goes, but just like I find uh, a heterosexual guy having sex with a fat girl, icky. <laughs> That's interesting. So he's like, you know, he's like, hey, um, just because I find that icky, he's like, there's tons of guys that like the bigger girls. <laughs> you know? Right. And I've told you this too. I just don't get the obsession of people's sexuality so much. Yeah. It's not like when I meet a couple, even if they're a heterosexual couple, I'm not sitting there. When I first meet them, I'm like, oh, this is Jim and Pam. And I'm like, hmm, I wonder what positions Jim and Pam do it in. You know, like I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sitting there obsessing about their sexuality. And it doesn't matter if they're a gay man or a gay woman. I, it doesn't really matter to me. You know, I just look at people as people. You know, sexuality yeah. gets so... It's just, you know, in a perverted way, that's the only thing we think about. And it's these labels we put on people. You know, we always have – it's hard to get away from it. That's the way we simplize our, our worldview, how we make things a little bit easier, how we compute with people. Like, so we see Asians over there. We see Mexicans over there. We see white people there like that. Those are labels. And then we, you know, make smaller labels as, you know, uh, gay or straight or anything like that. So – you know, and uh, have a good friend, um, author named Bill Koningsberg. He just wrote a book um, called Openly Straight and talking about, you know, a teenage boy that is tired of having that label, being the gay kid in school, you know, always the gay kid. It's not just like the soccer player. He's the gay soccer player, you know. And, um, I, you know, it's encouraging just to see, um, you know, we get so obsessed with everyone's sexuality and just look at people as people, you know. Yeah. I'm really curious if you can hear this. I'm going to go out the balcony and see if it's too loud. Maybe everyone stop partying. Can you hear that? Yeah. Anything? Okay, I'll go back inside. <laughs> you know what? It's quite depressing. At our hotel, there's a convention center next to it, and they're having a retreat for widows. Oh, so geez. basically, it's just like a bunch of people, a bunch of widows, like, 
consoling each other. <laughs> it's I'm seeing people crying and oh suffering. It's it's quite. <laughs> it's definitely not a highlight. <laughs> At first, I was like, I didn't know what was going on. We were like people watching. I'm like, why is that girl crying hysterically? Like, did some dude piss her off? And like, this girl's consoling her, hugging her. It's like it's gonna be okay and all this stuff. And I'm like, then I find out it's like for widows. I'm like, oh my god, it's so sad. Yeah. So, um, so I mentioned you're in San Diego. You're just in your, you're just on your little vacation. Are you with anybody yeah. right now? Or are you just, I mean, uh, who, who are you with? I'm with the wife. Uh, she's in the other room with she's my out of parents. The she's out partying. <laughs> no, my parents, they're in another room. Um, but yeah, just my parents and my wife and I. Cool. Usually my brother and his, his fiance come on these trips but they just got new jobs so they you know they're like worried that they can take time off you know the bosses said they could but they're you know they're playing good good little yeah. workers you know i was at a um i used to work at a restaurant called bennigan's in clear lake iowa and <laughs> yeah. we uh we were the the restaurant was basically built off of a holiday inn hotel um so we'd have right. a lot of guests um come in from the hotel and we'd have a lot of like conventions come through and there was a little person convention one weekend mm. and uh that was probably one of the most interesting um interesting conventions i think i've ever seen because um is it like it was, just, was it more like a dating or like just connecting or is it it was it's, it was just uh you know kind of everyone in this was this was in iowa so everyone in in iowa if you're a little person you know i mean i don't even know the proper term you know what i mean yeah, you know, little people or whatever. I don't know. Um, but um, but you know, it's just all throughout the state that you can come and just be with, you know, be with others, you know, the same that, that are like them. You know, and they don't have to worry. You know what I mean? It's, it was kind right. of a, it was kind of cool. It was a hotel full of little people, and man, they they know how to party. I was gonna say that. <laughs> That's awesome. They know how to party. They had the glow sticks out. They had <laughs> you know the Daft Punk going. <laughs> It's funny, man. You mentioned that because my dad. There's a there's a bar in Arizona that my dad goes to every once in a while, and um, it. I guess you know. Again, forgive us if it's not politically correct. We don't know the right terms. We we'll have to look it up. But little people bar. It's a little people bar, and yeah. it's all like ran by little people. And you know, and he says it's a great place, man. They have freaking great burgers, and you know, <laughs> just and they're always having a good time, man. He says it's awesome. <laughs> you know, I think, yeah. it's not strictly just for little people, but like little people run it. So yeah, yeah. well, I, I think there's something to be said. Like we, this podcast, I think we always kind of touch on it, but there's something to be said about community. You know what I mean? Right. About meeting up with kind of like-minded people. And um, speaking of, I need to try to do another skeptic meetup, but uh, it seems like people like us are kind of fewer like not there's not really a, a community of just you know skeptics who don't really fall on either side of a label right you know so it's kind of slower going label scare <laughs> once you do that it comes with so much baggage i think that's what with me it's like you say you're this and then you got the weight of everyone else that's been titled that and everything they've done and and people's projections of what they, who they are, you know, and I just rather, you know, as it used to be the back, even in the day, you know, playing music and stuff, you know, you go to family functions and it, it was never just like, oh, there's Joey. It would be like Joey, the big guitar player, you know, in yeah. bands, traveling the world, doing, and of course it's all exciting stuff and most people just do the nine to five jobs and of course I'm traveling for a living and always doing cool stuff, you know, and of course people want to talk about it, but 
from my perspective, I'm like, man, you know what? Honestly, I don't want to talk about it at all. I just want to be just Joey, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, yeah, I hear you, man. Just It's weird, man. It's always like that, you know, finding a community that uh, with no labels and just um, would be nice. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I'm trying, so I'm trying to, uh, you know, I think it's, I feel like it's going to be a slower because I got all excited, you know, a few weeks back and tried to do that. And it's going to be a slower going, but uh, I think I just need to reach out and kind of talk one-on-one to more people in my neighborhood here, like friends of my, you know, my wife has friends and everything like that. And I think I just need to, you know, it's not one of those things that, because if you, if you throw out a thing and say like, we're having an atheist meetup, you'll have people coming out of the woodwork, you know, right. just like a label. But if you do something more like I'm doing, which is more kind of, it says skeptic, but it's, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe people are confused by the way I write it, you know, with no vowels, you know. But uh, I feel like that's kind of a little more of a, ooh, I don't know, skeptic, I don't know. And um, I mean, some even people, you know, skeptic could be even mean like a conspiracy theorist, you know. Like, yeah. so you can get crazy people that, you know, think whatever, everyone's after them, you know. So I don't know. Um, that's the thing. It's tough, you know, but I... I I, I think we're all skeptical, you know, I think that's a great thing, and I think it's more, what you're trying to do is a great thing, is build a community, and people just want to have dialogue, and, you know, hey, it's, let's put our judgments aside, and just have great conversation, you know, and, and no agenda, just to, you know, like you said, looking, searching for a community, because, you know, I know it's important to you, and you got your three kids, and wife, and the job, and everything else, have that sense of community is important, for sure. Yeah, and that's why I feel... You know the whole LGBT community. It's a that's a huge it's a huge community, and they really they rely on each other. You know because they I have been so kind of isolated, and it's the same thing with you know with the black community. Same thing with the Latino community. There's a there's a camaraderie there, and they have a bond that I don't understand as a you know as you know a Caucasian you know middle class white guy. You know right? Because um, my you know my my buddy I work with he's he's uh, Latino, and and there's when they, uh, when he comes across another person who's you know same descent or they speak Spanish or whatever, they they automatically have this kind of connection, right? That I don't have with like anyone else, you know, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe I take that for granted. I mean, we're all it's, it's just kind of it's a, I just look at the world as a mixing pot. I don't really feel I don't have a cultural connection with another person. You know what I mean? Right. You know, to me, everyone's everyone. It doesn't matter. But, right. Exactly. Um, but it's just interesting seeing these cultural connections that they look past everything else, you know. So if you're LGBT, if you're gay, you're lesbian, you're whatever, you're automatically brought into the fold. You know what I mean? No questions asked. Right. Just loved unconditionally. Um, same thing, you know, like Latino or, or whatever. And, and um, but, uh, but it seems like, you know, this whole... A lot of religious, you know, and every religion is different, but I'm, I'm talking about more of the fundamental religions, more like like uh, Islam or Christianity or something like that. Um, everyone's they're doing the same thing. They're kind of coming together with a common goal or common belief. Mm-hmm. But um, they get, you know, if you're of a different mindset or a different, you know, if, if you're gay or whatever, and even though you believe in God and you believe you have a relationship with God, they still kind of push you to the side. You know, right. and they just look at you. They they look at you like, like you need help. You know that they're gonna try to save, try to save you, or try to fix you, or, you know. No doubt, and I mean even the word tolerance. I just don't like that word at all. Like 
first of all, the word tolerance, when you tolerate someone, you're, you basically say whatever they are and whatever they're doing is wrong in the first place. So if you say that you tolerate LGBT movement or whatever, or whatever they, their quote-unquote choices that they believe, uh, that they're making their lifestyle choices, tolerance just seems such a negative word, you know. And even if you do, um, like you said, if some people find it icky, as some, like your friend said, you know, <laughs> but still it's like, hey, I tolerate whatever. You know, I, I like the word celebrate. You know, I want to celebrate with human, humans to enjoy life and enjoy the freedoms that we, we all should have, you know, and, and not take that for granted, you know. I mean, not to get off on a tangent, but, you know, I feel like every day our freedoms are slowly being taken away from us. Yeah. All of us, you know, not just. And any time we can get more freedom for any subgroup or whatever, that's a win, you know, in my opinion. Do you, do you feel it's kind of uh, it's kind of weird this week because we had a lot of talk about you know the government kind of the uh, was it the NSA what is that what right right uh, you know with the whole Verizon and they're you know they're looking through phone records and our our rights as far as you know being monitored like those rights are being taken away you know like we can be the government has a right to eavesdrop on its citizens, you know, to save from terrorism. But juxtaposed to that is this kind of movement for, you know, freedoms for the LGBT community. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of a weird contrast this past couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I try not to be pessimist and feel like everything just smoke and mirrors, you know, like mm-hmm. divert, diverting your attention to something else, you know. Yeah. A slight a slant. <laughs> yeah, well, it, I, it's, you know. Sorry, you cut out for a second, but uh, I almost feel like Obama saw this as an opportunity, you know, to be like, oh, God, I can be I can say something pro-gay marriage and I'll take everyone's eyes off this whole, uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, uh. Ladies and gentlemen, due to operating difficulties, there's been an interrupt. What's up? Oh, man, I guess I had to renew my 24-hour access. <laughs> oh, snap. Yeah, yeah. I, I have no idea what we were talking about, but Joey's back, everybody. <laughs> yeah, well, I, we were just talking about the, uh, the interesting, uh, you know... Uh, um, take on what, like you felt like there might be a, some kind of like a diversion. Hate, hate to say this, but the the ruling on on Doma Prop Eight and stuff being a positive thing, while all this other negative stuff going on with the government tapping into Verizon and all the other carriers oh, yeah. and stuff. So, yeah, yeah, it's just it's just an interesting uh, kind of juxtaposition there. Uh, update on Seventh Day Slumber, Twitter. Uh, you know, I, I invited them on the show, but they declined. And then I, I responded back um, to them, and uh, let's see, here we go. Because they, they I had asked them, hey, do you want to come on my show? Do you want to talk? And, uh, and they said, we don't feel the need to defend our posts. We're entitled to our beliefs and freedom of religion slash speech. We do not say anything hateful. And I was like, all right, cool. So I wrote back, no prob, just that Christians like you are the reason I left the faith. <laughs> mm. You preach love and grace but fail to live it. And then they responded back, 
We are preaching hate because we don't agree with homosexuality? That's crazy. Shame on you. Show us where we preached that or where we preached hate. I dare you. Which is funny because I didn't say anything about hate. Yeah. Anyway, it's funny that they won't come on Skype call here to talk, but that's all right. right. So anyway, that's fun. But the thing is, like, people like that believe that they're trying to save everyone. They truly believe that they're on a mission to save the world, you know, and to preach against sin. Um, and this is pretty interesting. I wanted to ask you about this. Um, I had, because everyone, you know, looks at kind of homosexuality and gay marriage and they look at the Bible and they look, they say that it's a sin. Right. You know, just like just like everything else. And um but I always wonder why is this the one sin they all focus on, you know? Um mm. but um and like do you like where you're at right now in your life, do you define sin at all or is that even have you has that jettisoned your vocabulary or from the your vocabulary or or do you no. look at it differently? No, when I someone says that, sin, like how would yeah. you describe it? Yeah, I think that's a good question because I think it's a it's it's a word with like i guess the meaning of it like a root of all words words you know what does sin mean first of all you know and i think for me to describe what the definition of sin could take a book and a half you know yeah. uh, depending on whose opinion you know and and the history of it but i don't sometimes when you use those words they come with so much baggage themselves you know um, as I always see, as people say, you know, it's falling short or the absence of, you know, mm-hmm. um, to me, I just don't, I don't see how the absence of, I guess, you know, there's some things you have to question everything and I don't care if it's the Bible or anything else like that. You just need to question things. And yeah. I think it's healthy to question, like if you truly, I just have a hard time believing with science and everything going on, saying that there's this big conspiracy saying that, you know, saying that it's a lifestyle. When I have friends that would never choose this in the world to be discriminated and live this lifestyle because they just want to live in this world of quote-unquote sin. Right. It doesn't exactly. add up to me at all. Yeah. And it's like like we always said, it's, it's like telling you and I to choose that lifestyle. We, we couldn't, man. It's just not who we are. We are not gay men. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, Speak for yourself. I watch a Michael Fassbender movie and I kind of think, <laughs> man, you know, if I had to swing the other way, I think I'd go for that guy. Well, maybe you're working something out, Sean. <laughs> and I'm here for you, man. You know, either way. Oh, God. I call but, my heterosexual but, uh, man crushes. <laughs> there you go, man. <laughs> Am I saying too much here? I think the gin's kicking in. <laughs> well, I think, you know, and I... I, I, that's why I have a hard time when it comes to this issue, you know, when you got, yet so many people will, you know, if, if science, you know, and it's always that whole dividing of science and religion or whatever, it's the same people that will get on a plane and trust the science that, that goes involved in getting on a plane. They'll trust the science that they love to use when they use their phone or all the satellites that get them to be on their internet so they can preach their stuff or get on YouTube and do all this stuff. All the scientific breakthroughs allowed us to do this stuff. But when it comes to science saying evolution is, is, is correct, you know, or, you know, evolution is true, and, you know, and that gays don't choose to be gay, you know, there's some ch- chances that people would, you know, maybe choose a certain kind of lifestyle, like they say, maybe more of a, as quote-unquote they call it, debauchery, you know, in the religious, you know, 
circles of, of living a certain kind of lifestyle. But people that are gay are gay, you know. And, and but then when it comes to that, it's like, no, well, my Bible says this. Well, your Bible says a lot of things, and that's the problem I think with any kind of religious text. The Bible doesn't just say one thing. That's the right. problem. It doesn't just say. There's no blanket statement. It's not like the as clear as like a Ten Commandment thing. Here's what well, this is what know, it says. This is what it says. You know, if a man lays with, an, with another man, he needs to be put to death. So, right, that's and very it, clear, right, right, and I that's very clear in our English <laughs> definition. But then you have to really, you know, and I'm not apologizing on any of this stuff. I'm not being apologetic right now. But from the studies I've listened to, you know, quote unquote liberal theology and all that stuff it comes down to context it comes down to understanding the word and understand you know it's where you stand with the bible is it infallible and what does that mean you know mm -hmm. if it's not infallible if it's just really you know just humans trying to understand this experience of these people two thousand years ago and even beyond that experiencing god this real god that they're trying to understand in their own context in their own historical context, their mm -hmm. own culture, and this is the way they're trying to understand it with the language. We all have human language. I mean, that's all we have to work with. We don't have another language to use. And so to describe something with human language, sometimes we won't be able to grasp it. And also create, you know, we're if, you know, we're not perfect humans, we're not going to always get it right. And I, I, when people, you know, have this view that the Bible there can't have no mistakes and it's infallible and all this stuff, it doesn't make any sense. There's no document that we have in the history of all documents that are perfect, <laughs> you know? And right. I think that's the ignorance, I think, a lot of times. It's just like, you know, a lot of people like to say, this is what the Bible says, but there's no such thing as the Bible says this, you know? The Bible says a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you find yourself starting to check out when people start to use the Bible in their arguments? I, I yeah. do that. I, I find myself just... It's almost like I immediately just start discounting the argument. You know, it's just I can't even discuss this because <laughs> we're on such different wavelengths. You know, with how we view the Bible, right? Because to right. me, to me, it's not an authoritative book. You know, there's a lot of interesting things in there. There's a lot of good stuff in there. You know, but you have to sift through the good for the bad, just like any document. You know, out there, and to kind of blanket it as this one perfect thing when it obviously is not perfect if you just dive into it and do your research on it um just the fact i, I just don't understand why it's it's used in so many uh you know these type of debates you know especially when it comes down to to making laws and to giving people rights right and i think there's a there's an understand a misunderstanding of, of what the bible is you know i think uh you know, I think people forget that the earliest, the first Christians, the first ever Christians in history did not have a Bible, you know, and I, and there's no one in the Bible that says you need to believe in the Bible, you know, mm -hmm. um, to become a Christian <laughs> in the Bible. It's like you're worshiping another idol, you know, there's so many people that worship the Bible more than they actually do God, you know, and no one, you know, and I think that's, that's what we need to you know, to understand the history of it, that Christians didn't have a Bible, you know, and the people that were writing the Bible did not know that they were writing the Bible. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. They were writing these things. They were writing down some of it, like we always talk about Paul's, uh, you know, his letters. It's like in modern day, it's like grabbing someone's text messages or emails, 
and then yeah. putting pulling them out like he was writing to some church, like you're writing to your friend, and you send him an email, and I come by and I'm like, wow, there's some deep meaning here, and I take your email and put it with other emails that you sent, and then codex you make it into a put into a book. <laughs> That's basically what it is, putting to you know and you're really you have to understand so when someone writes an email someone there's a context there's a message there's a reason there's theological reasons why they write certain things that's why you have differences in the gospels you have you know uh you know matthew says something theologically different than mark luke john they all have different messages and we all have to take each each thing each document as their own historically and contextually and and i just i think you know more if we take a more critical eye on that and find that, you know, there could be some message in it, but it's also that it's a very human book. I really actually appreciate the Bible for what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah. And that's when I find, cause I, I had someone kind of private message me, of course, this always happens. <laughs> Whenever I make a stand, <laughs> you know, kind of supporting my, my gay and lesbian friends. Uh, I always have somebody kind of, you know, send me a private message and, you know, try to engage me in a conversation and and you know it's just uh i just don't understand i don't i don't even know how to bring this up you know without because to me like the, that that argument holds no water right um yeah do you have people kind of conf- have you had people confront you with this or have you just just, just kind of stayed on the sidelines you know i've had one one nice person asked he saw me put you know the equal sign a while back up uh-huh profile and you know and he private messaged me and he was it was really nice you yeah know, you I mean, just, most it is I mean, like i said I, I i haven't been any confrontational type things except with seven day slumber <laughs> um well you know most people i know we we have a civil conversation and but it's to me it's hard to even get where they're coming from you know what i mean so i'm yeah. sorry go ahead no yeah i think it's I have to understand where I came from, man. I had a different view of the Bible before I actually realized I had no idea what anything about the Bible and what it really was trying to say. I only had, like, a lot of people that I know in my life has been spoon-fed a certain message without even checking, you know, your resources or checking your, um, you know, the facts out, you know, Uh, and making your own opinion on the matter instead of just having some guy tell you this is the truth, you know. Um, and I think both in the past, our past podcast, I think the internet has a lot to do that. We're in the information age, you know, we have, we don't, the people that had all the information can't hold it back now, you know, um, like in the early church, you know, they would tell you what the Bible said. Most people in the ancient age, in the ancient worlds didn't read. Literacy was really low. I mean, they were told and you had yeah. that kind of more control of power over the message and I think it's always healthy to make your own opinion on the matter and if that's you know whatever uh, I guess spiritual language you want to use it is if you feel like there's such thing as the Holy Spirit use that to lead you towards and stuff but still at the same time history is history you know and facts are facts you know and we got to really see things for what they are and be okay to change your mind. And once I realized that you can change your mind on things, you know, you have a healthier relationship with with trying to seek the truth instead of trying to start with the truth, what you think is the truth, and then try to make everything make sense to what you already believe. Yeah. And that's helped me the most in, in my journey. And, and I'm not saying that I'm already there. I just I, I feel healthier now that I 
do that. I'm not presupposing that I already know the answer and then trying to make everything else fit into this worldview. And I think, you know, a lot of Christians that were like me back in the day, like that, and I guess, you know, I wouldn't call myself fundamentalist. I would, you know, I believed in a literal hell. I believed, you know, um, you know, I was never like a six-day creationist. I didn't even really think about that kind of stuff. But, you know, I think the more the literal hell, you know, and the reward of being, you know, being a good person, following Jesus, and you'll get to get the reward of going to heaven. You know, it was all about being saved and going to heaven because after you die, where are you going to go? And that kind of more evangelical mindset. And the more I thought about that and really understand the implication of that, of, you know, the one easy thing that knocked me off that to really understand historically about hell and heaven and all that stuff and how it's changed to the views of the kingdom of God coming here on earth now went more the kingdom of God afterlife kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. I think what helped me too is that, you know, if something doesn't make sense and I'm not one of those people it's like, well, it's just a mystery. If something makes sense, I need to change my view. And, and especially when it came to this, like if I, if I, the simple thing, man, if I'm in heaven and I know people that I love dearly are, are not believers. And I know that, well, God's word says they're not going to be in heaven with me. They're going to go to hell. I just can't see myself being in heaven, just forgetting them and be happy, happy, joy, joy and being mm-hmm for eternity, that's hell to me right there, you know, if knowing anyone I love is not going to be with me, if there is an afterlife, right? you know, and so I can't believe in a literal hell anymore, because I don't, I just don't, I think it's, there's too many problems with it, and anyone that's ever tried to explain it to me as a literalist, it always falls short, and I I can't make my mind, my mind want to believe something that does not make sense to me, and again, it's, I feel, you know, I don't forget that, I'm going to mess up the quote, but I, I feel that the people that know the, the future, let them handle that. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. like, there's no really, we're all, it's all speculation. No one's ever died and, and knows what happens after we die. I know we got these people that say they've been to heaven and all that stuff, but again, I'm a skeptic on that stuff. And, hey, man, I've seen Flatliners. I know, I know exactly <laughs> what happens. Exactly, man. <laughs> so I, I, I don't like to get into those kind of discussions. I think it's, it doesn't matter. I mean, those are philosophical questions. You want to have it and just have a couple of drinks and talk about it. That's, mm-hmm. that's cool and all, but I don't think you're going to get anywhere but, except just in a, an opinion. And if it's going to, I feel like if it's ever going to separate people and make people feel bad, like if I hear like my, some family members that still go to like Baptist churches and stuff and they still preach about like, where are you going after you die and all that stuff. It actually offends me now, you know. It really hurts me because I do not want, I feel in a sense it's almost an abusive relationship. It's like guilting people into accepting something, you know. It's yeah. like, I don't, I, don't, I don't believe in guilting anyone to do anything and believing into anything. That's, that's, that's like a mafia. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of that, did you see, uh, I, I posted on, I think I posted on our Facebook page, uh, that pastor that kind of went nutso. I didn't get to see that, but I, I saw you post something. Like congregation. That. I can't. Oh. Well, what was the gist of it? What did I can't you even find it right now, but um, it was this kind of Baptist <laughs> pastor. I think he's from Oklahoma. And uh, um, basically, he just kind of went off because like, I think somebody was kind of falling asleep <laughs> while he was preaching or something. Oh, no. And he kind of confronts them, and then he notices another person that hadn't been coming to the church that much who he was scheduled to kind of officiate their wedding. 
and he's like, "You're our worst member here." Oh, and, you, and you think, and you think that you, I'm going to take the time to to marry you, marry you and your and your wife. He's like, you know, you're the worst. You're the worst member in our congregation. Why would I do that? And then he started going off to the video, the video booth. Yeah. Do you think that's going to be a place where all you teens can hang out? You think again? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and he says something like, "I'm the real deal. I'm special. You need to." No, and, he, no. and then he, you know, he confronts this guy and his fiance or whatever, and he's like, "You know, I love you, right? I love you." You know, it's just like, it was like, like the ex, the the prime example of like a straight up abusive relationship like just like how a woman stays in abusive relationship you know what i mean right because the man he's abusing her but he says oh but i love you i love you you know it was it was so like that you know (sighs) and and it's just like people and and no one got up and left dude if i was in that position i would straight up you know just leave probably tell them off i leave i get out of there and people are saying amen and all that stuff yeah. yeah, yeah. The more and more I, you know, I live on this earth and meet people, I just it, we're just a product of our environment so much, man. It's how we're brought up, you know. If you, you know, talk to some of my family members and you ask them, you know, the simple question: Why do you believe the things you do? And I think a lot of people believe the things they do is out of fear, you know. Um, yeah, you know, dying can be scary because we don't know what happens. You know, we don't know what happens. What's next? You know, you know, is there anything after this? And, you know, I think and there's a lot of people. But then, you know, I was listening to this podcast the other day talking about um, there's a there's a podcast that just actually came back. It's it's called uh, Atheist and a Christian. OK. Oh, and it came back, huh? Yeah, they came back. Oh, and okay, it's this, cool. this guy. They, they both they both the atheist and Christian love the band Striper. It's this old <laughs> Christian 80s band. They just love it. And that's what they join. And they're the nicest people, you know, and they just have conversations about stuff. And one guy, you know, is a Christian. The other guy's an atheist. And they just have polite dialogue back and forth, just talking about their worldviews, ph- philosophical questions. And they always get to the point, you know, he's like, do you understand that? Like, sometimes living for eternity, knowing that you're going to live for eternity scares the hell out of some people, (laughs) you know, to be like, they can't have that concept of being alive forever and ever, even if it's supposed to be this happiest, wonderful utopian place that scares that's to them. That's, that's hopeless for them. You think you'd get bored about that? Yeah. You know, it's interesting to, to do a study on, on the different views of heaven and how they evolved into the, you know, the golden, streets and the pearly white gates and you know and and us praising and playing harps and doing whatever you know and singing all the time yeah i don't know you know (laughs) (laughs) we have this in heaven and that you know i don't you know it gets to the point i just don't i really don't think about that stuff anymore man yeah so i like to i like to be in the present now and take care and enjoy the time i have with the loved ones that i that are alive (laughs) You know, and enjoy those moments because you never know. Like, like they say, you know, life is fleeting. You never know when our when our days are going to be over. So, yeah. Well, cool, man. I think uh, it's get it's getting late. So, this, uh, this is my first experiment experiment. We're trying to get people to call in. So, hey, you yeah. got one caller, man. That's one caller, one caller, Brandon from Alabama. Thank you so much for uh, for chatting with us. You know, and um, yeah, I'm, what I'm going to try to do, 
I'm trying to figure out what Seth Andrews uses. I don't think it's Blogspot Radios for his calls. I'm trying to figure out what it is, but I'm trying to find something free. So if you're a listener and you know of some sort of like soundboard kind of plug-in for Skype, um, let me know because I'll start doing these more. And I think the more I start doing these, hopefully the more people will call in and give us their opinion. You know, I, mean, I was just going to do this by myself. I was going to see who showed up and <laughs> you know record whatever. So Joey, thanks for... Thanks for taking advantage, man. Yeah, man. I'm just enjoying life, like I said, in San Diego. And uh, saw that you are going to do an impromptu podcast. And I was, hey, why not? Yeah, hey, whatever. So hope you guys uh, listening and enjoyed the kind of random conversation. Um, it's one of those things where I just wanted to kind of try to just – it's a kind of experimental show. Try to try this whole bring someone else in, you know, bring, bring listeners in. So um, – Anyway, if if, if uh, I'll try to do these more often, maybe like once a month, I'll try to do some sort of call-in show and and let let everyone know ahead of time. And if you're interested in that, you know, definitely let let us know. Drop us a line um, on Twitter. Uh, it's the AXPX. Uh, you can drop me a line on email at Sean S E A N at the AXPX, and or you can just go to uh, AXPX.com, the AXPX.com, and drop me an email through there. But if, you, if, if you, there's things you want to talk about, if you're interested in being, being a guest on the show and you have a story you want to talk about, definitely hit us up and let us know. Um, you know, I mean, I have no idea how many listeners we have, and just kind of this, the show is kind of uh, evolving as we go here, and just basically trying to document, you know, conversations and life experiences and, and things like that, and you know, um, I really, I mean, I really, in the future, I really do want to get someone like the guys in seventh day slumber like seriously on and i want to ask them the questions that i have seriously you know and uh try not to be sarcastic and things like that i mean I, that that will probably come out but i want to try to have opposing viewpoints on the show a little more but not necessarily as a as a debate more as i just want to know you know what drives this thought and and so that was kind of my hope i was just kind of hoping Hoping to get someone with an op- an opposing viewpoint on, but I'll keep trying. But um, you know, a lot of times everyone's pretty brave on Facebook, but when when confronted with, "Hey, let me talk to you and record it," <laughs> you know, people kind of go, "Oh, that's okay." Yeah. So, but we'll see. I think one of these days we'll have somebody brave who wants to, you know, take take on the tough questions, which we welcome. And uh, I won't. I I promise we won't be assholes. I'll try not to be anyway. <laughs> Good stuff, no. Sean. It's easier, like I said, it's easier to be an asshole when you're behind just text on Facebook and Twitter. <laughs> I guarantee you, I'm nicer in person. You're too nice, Sean. I know you too well, man. You're too nice. <laughs> I know, huh? I can never put up that front. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. Well, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Hope you guys enjoyed this kind of uh, random, you know, foray into, uh, you know, experimental podcasting here. <laughs> but, um, uh, we'll be back. Uh, I'm trying. I'm trying to nail down an interview with Mike Herrera. It's getting close. He's going to be in LA on the fifth and sixth of July. And if if it all works out, babysitter and all that kind of stuff works out, I'm going to try to meet him in person and talk to him about kind of his journey. I almost don't even want to talk about music, really. I want to talk to him um, about his story. Because if you've listened to his podcast, you can kind of get the feeling that he's more agnostic now. Um, and I want to kind of find what brought him there and, and you know, 
um, how his life is better, you know, and what and things like that. So I'm hoping for an in- interesting conversation, and uh, something I'm hoping it's something that is refreshing for him, kind of a, a refreshing interview for him. So I just wait for him to kind of share stuff that he's not normally able to share in like a normal kind of you know tour press music interview. So we'll see what happens. So stay tuned for that, everyone. And, uh, you know, keep me in your prayers that that works out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it should be cool. I think either way, he's going to come on the show one way or another. We're going to work it out. He definitely wants to come on. And um, and I'm also still working on Jay Baker. I'm going to be persistent. You know, we'll get him. We'll get him. We'll get him. We'll get you, Jay, if you're listening. Um, well, that's going to do it for this week's show. Uh, Joey can be found on Twitter at Joey Avalos, right? Yep, that's correct. All right. And I'm on, of course, as the AXPX. Also, if you want something a little bit different, you have another podcast called the Geek Couch Backstage Pass. Uh, you can find that. Follow me at uh, Twitter at Geek Couch. And it's also on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Geek Couch, I believe. And uh, I, every week I try to showcase like six new bands. So hopefully if you want something different, nothing to do with religion or anything, just something light and discover new bands, check out that podcast as well. All right, that's going to do it for this week's show. Talk to all of you next time. Bye-bye.